Here we go. Okay, Google, what's the temperature? The current temperature in Tamarack is 91 degrees. Due to the current humidity, it feels like it's 105. Welcome to a special edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one. What's going on, T? I'm the, the host, the one and only Talent Throw My Taylor, aka Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That himself, aka the Chocolate Boy Wonder, aka the Brooklyn Buzzer, aka the, pod, the Mad Podcaster, aka your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, aka Mr. Steal Your Girl, aka Free Our Children, aka Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> We are here today. It is August 21st. It is just around noontime down here in South Florida. We are looking at what's going to be about Earth. It's already up to 91 degrees. We got a lot on the docket to talk about today. Yo, we got to talk about our black president that just popped up. Let's see what's going on here. Let's see what's going on. What's going on? What's going on here? Center, 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 center. Major thing. We, we, we got we got a lot to talk about today. We got to talk about our president, our new black president that's out there. We got this is a this is going to be a Knicks therapy session today. Just to let you know, we got we got a couple of Knicks fans and heartaches. We're gonna see if we could go ahead and stroke that ego just a little bit. Pause. We're gonna talk about basketball care. You know, what I'm talking about that one time in basketball care. That one time in basketball care. We go ahead and get that out of the way. We're going to talk, obviously, we're going to talk about the Knicks and their heartache. That means we're going to talk about NBA, some NBA lottery, and we're going to talk about this COVID as it continues to strike. But, 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 you know what I say, regardless of the time, and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team sports. Ooh, we back here. I see. I see. I see we already got off. We already. We already got our first individual line. Where we could open up these phone lines real early. So I'm not gonna hold you guys back. I just had to talk about. I just had to talk about. I just had to talk about. My president is black. Well, not my president. But somebody's brand new president is black in the 
NFL. And that happens to be the president for Washington. So I know you're trying to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought, I thought he already got, I, I thought we already got Obama out of office four years ago. We ain't talking about, we ain't talking about Obama. We ain't talking about real politics here today or yet. We'll see how we feel about that. What we are talking about is the Washington football team. Right, folks, the Washington football team has announced recently that they have a new president of football operations by the name of Jason Wright. And folks, the significance of this of this signing by Jason Wright, I'm talking to the Mike Hahn and our rule Brooklyn Zoo, right? The significance of this of this today is that uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna roll up in your face. <laughs> the significance of, 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 of that today is that he happens to be the first black president ever by NFL team. Yes, folks. So that is what makes this, not the fact that there is a black president in the NFL, or that there's a there that Washington team that we know has all kinds of issues when it <laughs> when it comes to like when it comes to understanding minorities, right? At least at least that's how they that's how they're perceived in the public eye. Now we got a, we got a couple of the candidates on here for some other things. We're gonna bring that up to the forefront. Listen, listen, guys, you're gonna have to come into the pod. I can't read this. You have to understand this, right? I know the people on the pod are trying to wonder, hey, where, where the hell you go, T? Where the hell you go, T? I'm still here. Bear with me. I'm over here trying to multitask. I got my face in the sauce. You know what I mean? Trying to get my shit together. I mean, you saying your shit should have been together, but sometimes shit ain't always together. But we got we got a, I got a couple of people trying to trying to make their way into the podcast without actually joining the podcast. You know how to, you know how that goes. As I'm as I'm getting names and suggestions and and and, and I told you this is gonna be the day that Knicks fans are gonna need some 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 consoling, right? Because whatever the heck is going on here today, they feel like there's gonna be some problems. So we just wanted to make sure that we. <laughs> To the watch to not even so much the Washington football team, but we wanted to big up Jason. Crap, crap, crap. I want to say I keep wanting to just call him Jason Collins, and I and I, <laughs> I I I really do keep wanting to call him Jason Collins, but it's Jason Wright. Um, I really uh, so I want to we want to do more than anything we want to. We wanna we wanna big up Jason Wright. And his new position. So I'm just letting some people know. I'm sorry, listen. Just letting people know how they'll be able to reach me. Okay. So here we go. And we're back in the mix. I am sorry. I'm sorry I had to take that little break. You know what I should have done for that break? You know what I should have done for that break? I should have made you another one of those bangers by Mark 350. But I didn't have one because somebody decided they didn't make sure they, they left me. Um, a trap for me to be able to play for the public today. So let's get right back into it, right? So we just wanted to we just wanted to give Jason, 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 Jason Wright 
um, his dues and give him a nice little mighty. Forget, become the first black president in NFL history. So kudos to him. Now, I want anything. I guess I'm going to go a little political. Just like when I saw Joe Biden um, get a black vice president, I'm going to say the same thing about Washington. You know that he did. You know that they did this just for the black vote. We're going to have to really see what this person can do with the position, because I feel like Washington is just trying to get themselves from behind a bunch of bad PR. And folks, that is our first, that is our A block and how we're going to start off the show. We're going to take a little quick break. We're going to come right here and we're going to, and we're going to stroke some, we're going to stroke some Nick's egos. Now, the only reason why we're taking this break here, because obviously we're talking about Washington. We talked a little bit about politics and I want to make sure that you guys know this. I wish you all to remember the change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. Don't just register to vote. Come out and vote. And you can change And in case you ain't hear that the first time, I want you all to remember the change you want. And I'm sorry, you know what they say. There's times a charm. And yep, we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one only Donald Tomar Taylor. If you are listening, there is only one place to listen to this podcast live today, as this is an exclusive, folks. Yes, it is an ex- a complete exclusive. It is a pod bean only live exclusive. So if you want to catch this podcast today, there is only one way that you'll be able to hear it, and that is pod bean live. Now, luckily for you, luckily for you, luckily for you, for the rest of the world. Until things change, you can expect me here every single day for one hour during noon. During the noon hour, Mondays, Thursdays, what? Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Yes, folks, we're we're gonna start doing this sports thing five days a week, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Now you're wondering what happens on Wednesday. Wednesdays don't change. You guys are already used to it. I'm already used to it. Wednesdays the prime time hour. Wednesdays when we get three full hours to start talking sports. From 8.07 p.m. up until 11. This is where all the fun happens. This is where all the shit goes down. This is where you're able to really get into what you want to get into. Because these are the last conversations that you're going to have before the hump day activities begin. We're going to cheers to that one time for the one time. Yo, again, I want to thank, I'm going to give a shout out to my homegirl, Steph. Forgetting me that skull fuck vodka. Yeah, that shit is delicious, B. Skull fuck vodka. I should get you fucked up. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm wildin', B. But I'm wildin' in a good way because it's been a while since I've since I've seen you guys. 
right? We almost had six weeks off. And I know during those six weeks, I did some pop-up podcasts here and there, but those pop-up podcasts aren't the same as me actually coming here and yapping with you live about sports and only about sports in the natural way that we like to do this. Now, one of the good things about about now doing this every day for right now is that as soon as we're done, we're going to get right in. We get the chance. I get the chance to go right in and start watching the playoff matchups. So as as you guys have learned already for this season six, <laughs> I have a different name for what the NBA is going through. But we're going to talk about so we're not going to talk about that now. We're actually going to talk about what happened last night around 8 o'clock, maybe around 9 o'clock, somewhere between like 8.30 and 9 in the NBA world. And that was the NBA draft lottery order was revealed. Or the NBA draft order was revealed with the NBA lottery. And I'm not going to go into where Golden State came up, even though they got the number two pick. I'm not going to go into where the Celtics came up even though they're in the playoffs. I'm not going to go into where the San Antonio Spurs have gotten to for the first time in 24 years. No, 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 no. We're not here to we're not here to talk about all of those things. We're not here to talk about the Timberwolves having the number one pick. We don't care about all of any of that. This is a day for me to talk to my Knicks fans. Who we got here? Who we got popping up here? I don't know. Can't see it. Look like it's a marquita. Go. <laughs> right. Today is a day for me to talk to my Knicks fans because I already know how Knicks fans are. And I've already started hearing it. I started hearing it last night when it happened. I've been hearing it already all, all, all this, this whole entire morning. I've already started getting text messages about it. I've already started getting phone calls about it. I already got a Knicks fans hitting me up in the DM. So Knicks fans, Knicks fans, Knicks fans, Knicks fans, Knicks fans. Knicks fans. I appreciate it. This is why I'm here. This is why we're here. This is why we have created this space so that I can talk to you so that you guys can have the kind of fair-minded guidance that you guys need so you don't get over-emotional based off where the Knicks are picking. I know every single Knicks fan was hoping to get a number to get the number 1 pick. I know Knicks fans were even hoping to possibly even get a top 3 pick. But this is what happens when you don't till your expectations. This is what happens when you allow your emotions to drive you when it comes to this Knicks team versus your logic. And the Knicks did bad, but they weren't the worst team in the league. They were the sixth worst team in the league. So you would kind of assume, based off of how the draft lottery is, they're probably going to be anywhere between the fourth pick and the eighth pick. Like, that's just how it goes. You kind of know this. Like, take all the emotion. Take, take all your hopes. Take all your dreams. Take all your wishes out of it. No, 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 no. None of that shit matters. The Knicks have a big-ass block against anything that you care about that makes you happy. So you have to go into this with pure logic. Because if you go in this with all of your heart, you're going to get your heart broken. It's going to get stomped on. It's going to get trampled. You might get Karen Baskin. Like, like, like that's how bad it gets. So you fell from the sixth spot to the eighth spot. Is that the worst thing in the world? No, 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 no. It is not the worst thing in the world. You fell two spots. 
calm down. And stick with me here because you can't function on two spaces of, of, of Nick's fandom at the same time. Right? I understand that you're scorned by the past, but you can't let the past not let you see your future properly. And this goes for any way of life, right? You can't let your your past completely dictate your future, right? You have to let go of some of that bad shit. And if this was all of the other past regimes, I would possibly see you being upset that you got the sixth, the eighth pick and not maybe something higher. But let me ask you, let me ask you, Knicks fans, let me ask you this honest question. When is the last time that the number one pick in the NBA draft actually took their team to an NBA Finals and won a championship? Within their first year, within their second year, within their third year. You let me know when this has happened. The last time it really happened is since LeBron. Think about this. And when Kyrie Irving finally went there as a number one pick is when he had LeBron. Is when a bunch of number ones teamed up. Kevin Durant was the number two pick. So Kevin Durant wasn't even a number one pick in the equation with, that helped him with Golden State. Stephen Curry was a number seven pick. And Klay Thompson, I believe, was a number nine to 13 pick. What's going on, T? I still see you. So I want to ask you. I know you may want to get the number one pick, the number two pick, and the number three pick. But when, when has the number one pick taken you and won you an NBA championship within the first three years? When's the last time? You tell me. Because some of the dominant number one picks that we talk about, Dwight Howard made it to an NBA championship, didn't win. Kyrie Irving wouldn't have made it, like I said, without LeBron James. LeBron James won, was the number one pick eons ago. When he made it there, he got swept. So understand that you may want the, that you're still looking for the franchise-changing player. But even that franchise-changing player, Zion Williamson and John Morant, didn't even make it to the playoffs this year. So don't have, don't put so much weight into needing those individuals. Where we're at right now, to be honest with you, if this is finally the right regime for the New York Knicks, then to be honest with you, it doesn't matter who they draft this year. It really doesn't matter who they draft this year because this draft is supposed to be a weak draft anyway. So it wasn't it's not gonna matter who they draft because if they can't develop players and it wouldn't matter even if this was a good and strong draft if you can't develop players what are you going to do so that's like the number one thing that we really have to focus on here with the Knicks is that you have to hope that this is finally the right regime that we have that can actually develop players and make them better than what they were when they came into the NBA while they're on our team, not when they go and play for another team and we start to realize, oh, holy shit, look at this guy balling all of a sudden. What's the difference? Good franchise, good development, actually focused. 
So you could be upset that you don't have the top three pick. You could be upset that you don't have the number one pick. You could be upset that you fell down two spots from what you anticipated. It doesn't matter if we can't develop the players. So, John Moraney, we're going to come back to that name. We're coming there. We're coming there. We're coming there. We're coming there. Oh, John Morant. John Moran didn't. He helped his teammates in the playoffs, but not 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 a championship. And and we've seen we've, we've seen we've seen rookie players and, and second and third year players get their teams to playoff positions. These guys haven't won championships at number one pick. And John Moran was a number one. He was a number two pick. <laughs> the number one pick didn't even make it. <laughs> so I get it. I get it that you would like to have a higher pick because you still want to get that guy that you can't fuck up. And you're hoping that, and that's the reason why you keep hoping to get it. That you that you get a guy that that you can't fuck up. That did. basically this this is what this is what the true meaning of generational talent is. It's talent that you can't fuck up. It's talent so good that it doesn't even matter how bad the coach is. You're gonna, he's gonna help your team win. Not score a bunch of points like Kyrie Irving did in Cleveland, but actually help your team win. <clears throat> oh, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get to actually you know we, 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 we actually listen, we only on the we only we only on the on the air for an hour. So if you got some things to say and you want to call up, please call up. Because we, we are gonna get into it all today. But let me finish talking to the Knicks fans and we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get right into and we're gonna get right, in, right into a little bit more of this. So Knicks fans, I'm gonna need you. I'm, you can't be upset. You can't be hurt. I'm gonna need you to calm down and just and just stay in your place and understand that it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if you had the number one pick. It wouldn't matter if you had the number eight pick. It wouldn't matter if you got the number fourteen pick. If the in the, the first of all in this particular draft, it definitely doesn't matter. There isn't an identifiable talent that they say stands out above the rest. Truly, at least that's what they say. They say that this is weak. This is a weak draft. So to be honest with you, this is a perfect draft for our regime because this is a draft that you can't fuck up because it, this it has so far been a unanimous decision by the experts that there is no generational talent coming out of this draft. We was bottom six, by the way. We 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 placed we we had the sixth worst record in the league. Now it wasn't the fourth; it was the sixth, and we fell two spots to the eighth. <laughs> we ain't no bottom four team. We're better than that. We we ain't a we ain't a top five worst team in the league. We're sixth or eighth, sixth. <laughs> better than that. Um. So, to be honest with you, Knicks fan, this is actually, this actually may be one of the perfect regime to be. Let, let's take let's take, let's take everything aside. This may be the perfect regime because if there's no generational talent, if there's nobody out there that they think is the next anything, then you can't miss on anybody. What this draft is gonna be is gonna be tailored around, which is all of your drafts gonna have to be tailored around for the next couple of years, and even the players that you have is developing players, because already we already hearing talks about if the Knicks can package this eighth pick with possibly their 27th pick, go up in the draft to make sure they secure one of the balls. 
one of the ball boys. And not for nothing, it's funny that it's already come out that the Detroit Pistons would like a pair of balls. That they want to team up the two ball boys, the, the two ball brothers. So they would like to get a pair of balls in Detroit. And of course, the Detroit Pistons are one slot ahead of the New York Knicks. Now, as you know, the draft, the draft, um, the draft, once once the draft lottery comes out, the the on um, the, the mock draft has already kind of been out there, and you're gonna start looking, and people are already gonna start looking, and they're gonna start determining like some of the best players in the league. And they're gonna look at and they're gonna look at Minnesota and start saying, you know what? Minnesota doesn't need a point guard. They, they the ball boy can possibly drop. The Warriors are probably not gonna want to take another point guard either. They'll probably want to go with the big man that that that, that can they can stretch the floor with. So they're talking about okay, the ball boy might fall again. And then we get to Charlotte. And Charlotte could possibly use a ball boy. But they say that there's beef between Jordan and the ball and the and the ball father to make him purposely skip over a ball boy. And then we're talking about the Bulls. And if and if you're the Bulls, then you then you may start thinking about um getting a bigger a bigger ball handler beside besides Zach Levine. And 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 I forget who their rookie point guard is that lit up the he lit up the Knicks too. <laughs> Look at that Chicago fans already like hell no hell no. <laughs> but it wouldn't be unfathomable for you guys to do it because listen, more than anything, people are just people who kind of just really don't want the father. And also, none of the ball boys have panned out. But I also find it funny, and this is the ball boy he's been most quiet about, because maybe this is the one that he doesn't have to oversell. This may just be the one of the ball boys that you just don't, he didn't have to oversell. And now you get to the Cavs, the Hawks, and the Pistons before you get to the Knicks. And all of them could possibly take the ball boy. And not for nothing, if you're the Knicks, if you don't get the ball boy, are you that upset? Again, I mean, I understand that you possibly may want to try to get. You might you may want to try to get as much talent possibly as you as you think that you can that you can accumulate, but let him if he if you pass him, are you really that upset? Because Knicks fans, are you forget that there's a name that you've kind of been. That you've been that 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 has been that's been out there for a while. That let's forget about the ball boy, and 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 the heightness has come come from his name because of what his father has done to a great extent of of, of advertising his family. But this Anthony Cole's still out there, and the Knicks at the eighth spot. Anthony Cole is projected to go thirteenth. This Kira Lewis out there that 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 is projected to go twenty fifth. The Knicks got the twenty seventh pick. So, if this draft isn't that great, I'll tell you one thing: it has at least enough good point guards in the that 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 are serviceable uh, that should be serviceable point guards to come out of the first round. That a team, the New York Knicks, that have the eighth pick and the twenty seventh pick, should be able to add an asset onto their team because, like I said, you don't. 
The Knicks need assets. The Knicks need players. So I get it. They may want to trade two picks to go get Lonzo Ball. Why? Or LaMelo Ball. Why? 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 Why give up your assets? See, this would be the most Nick thing to do would be to give up the eighth pick and the 27th pick to move up three spots to go secure LaMelo Ball. If Anthony Cole is still there on the board. Or if you think, you know what? How about we gate? Well, no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, T. You just listen. Why, why, why don't the Chicago Bulls get him? Huh? Huh? Well, how about that? How about that? Huh? How about that? Why don't the Chicago Bulls go get him? You could go ahead and add, add, um, add another piece to him. You know what I mean? You, 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 um, he's already 6'7. He's another ball handler. You can never have too many ball handlers on your team. You, you, you pair him up um, with, with Zach Levine. <laughs> listen, you, you, you call him the Bulls balls. Like, look at that. That sounds a whole lot better. Bulls balls. They'll know. They'll, they'll be known. They'll be calling him the Chicago ball. He'll go there. To, he'll go there within five seasons. He'll replace Michael's legacy. I don't believe that. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop before I get cut off. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm about, to, I'm about to have Jordan fans come and cancel me, not realizing I'm part of them. <laughs> so, so if I'm the New York Knicks, the most Knicks thing that you can do right now is, is, is be upset and panic at your draft position. The other Knicks thing that you can do, if you're the Knicks organization, is give up is 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 give up those picks to try to get just to go and try to get lines of ball. Now, what would be the, the greatest move of all? If this draft is what they say it is, right? If this draft is as garbage, and I do mean that. If this draft is as garbage as they say it is, then do something that you've never done before. And you trade your eighth pick for two more picks later on in the first round. And see if you can go back just maybe two or three more spots and still secure Anthony Cole. And still be able Cole Anthony, sorry, say his name backwards. And still be able to get another pick in there. So that, that way you get three picks in the first round, or you get four picks in this in this coming draft versus three. Or you get three picks in the first round versus two. How about you trade out of the eighth spot? Go down to the tenth spot and trade with maybe the Suns. Because maybe the Suns want to come up. Damn, I just said trade with the Suns. Or trade with the Spurs, maybe, because the Spurs know something that we don't know. And trade with the Spurs and go down and see if we can still secure Cole Anthony and, and, take, the, and take the Spurs first round pick. And then... Go ahead and take, obviously, their second round pick because we ain't just going to settle on their first round pick. You know what I mean? But try to try to find any one of these teams that has multiple picks, even in, possibly even the first round. See if you could take Brooklyn's pick at 19 if Brooklyn wants to move up. So there's, there's so many... There's so many different possibilities, right? There's so many different ways that the Knicks can handle this. 
the only one that the only no and there's only and to me really 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 there's only one way that's wrong there's only one wrong possible way to handle this and that is if you trade your pick or give up your pick i should say and your to give up your picks to try to move up in the draft just because you want to try to get one of these players in this draft no, 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 no. That will be the franchise malpractice. That will be where you're you're doing same old Nick ish. And that's not the way to go. The way to go is the way that nobody expects you to go. And not for nothing. Like I said, this is one of the few times that you can say the Knicks may actually have what you want to do or, or what you or, or who you want in the front office if you're going to have this kind of draft this year because this is the year that not only like I said is there is there nobody there's nobody of real talent but also you have Leon Rose. You have you have Worldwide West. You have the former, and I, and, I, and I forget his name, the former draft specialist from the Utah Jazz that helped Utah Jazz get all, find all of this talent. Now, also, Utah Jazz developed a lot of talent, too, but he, he, the, the person that has been in the Utah Jazz's draft room for the last 20 years, you just got them as well. So, if this was the year, to not have a great draft pick as, as far as how high you're drafting, this will be this year 100%. Because with that, you allow your you allow your franchise at least they're able to make them. What the hell is happening? Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Who's that? You at least give your franchise the opportunity to not have to worry about drafting a guy that they that that should be or or is supposedly considered the next anything, you really just get a guy in here that you're gonna see if it's gonna test everything about your franchise. It's gonna see if the guy that the guys that you brought in here to draft knew what they were doing when they when they evaluated um, when they were scouting talent. You're gonna you're gonna be able to test the individuals that you brought in here to. Um, to help develop your players, you're going to start seeing if they can develop not only the kid that they, that just got drafted, but also see if they can start develop if they're developing the individuals that you already have on this team. The Knicks getting the eighth pick, based off of where they're currently at, and where this draft is at, and how this draft is actually ranked, this is perfect for the Knicks. Absolutely perfect. Because you don't want to be the guy with the number one pick and misses up. You don't want to be the person with the one top three pick and misses. This is perfect for you for a brand new franchise that you have no clue about. Before we get back into the NBA bubble, actually, before we get back into the NBA bubble, I'm going to take myself a quick break. And the only reason I want to take this quick break because there has been a wonderful song that has been made by Roderick Holman, it looks like. And and by and by the striving to perfection entertainment.
and they made a song about the Podbean community that we hear, that we share here called Peace in the Pod. I'm going to play this here for the first time live on the podcast. Coming back, we talking playoff basketball and more. Shout out to the whole entire Pop B family. Thank <laughs> you. 
song is fire yo yo <laughs> yo 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 big up mad respect yo, I, I don't even you know. yo, that song is fire b I, I don't even know what to say i don't even know what to say and the fact that your boy made the track you know what i mean i don't even know what to say yo blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings yo i'm i'm yo, you don't even know how you put me in my shavasana right now thank you so much <clears throat> Again, we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Here we go. We are starting our what is now like. I know you want to like. Yo, who starts? Who starts? Who starts up a new way of their podcast on a Friday? I do. I do it my way. But like I said, I can't start at noon. I can. Sorry, I can't start at noon. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you guys know right now. I can't start at noon. I can't start at noon. I can't start at noon. Noon don't even sound right to me. We gonna start at twelve oh seven. We gonna start. <laughs> Listen, you know how we do, B. Like, stop acting surprised by now. We're going to start at 12.07, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, coming to you live. Five days a week now for season six of the podcast. Five days a week. Five. Listen, I there's only one person. Seriously, there's only one person that I know that can honestly tell you about how many times a week that we're going to be on. Five times a week, Mondays, 12.07, Tuesdays, 12.07, Thursdays, 12.07, Fridays, 12.07. You keep wondering what happened on Hump Days. Oh, no, oh, no. Hump Days reserved for the nighttime. 8.07 p.m. The grind session begins. And then grind on me. Ow. The show was fucked up. And listen, don't forget, don't think I didn't see what you said on that one post that you said. 
You gonna make a nigga slide into your DMs. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So we are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. And before we get into basketball camp, I just had to talk about COVID again because as you guys know that yes, uh, COVID is still around, and we happen to be thick into into what happens to be like week. What is it, like week twenty four? of COVID-19, <laughs> so things are getting tested, obviously, and players are getting tested, and you've already seen it now once in the in Major League Baseball, where they've, where they've almost had to shut down a whole entire team due to um, players coming up, uh, popping up um, hot with their COVID test. Yeah, I'm going to call it popping hot with the COVID test, um, but now you're starting to see it happen a second time. And most recently, now we've seen it happen with the New York Mets. One player, one play, one player popped up hot, and he also had one non-player pop up hot. So now they're shutting down the team for a little bit of time. They're gonna, um, they're gonna go ahead and start testing everybody. This goes, this, this affects the New York Yankees on um, railroad, um, 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 bro, um, railroad underground, um, tunnel series. Um, that was supposed to, that was supposed to happen. I don't know why, why I just forgot what that was called. When I subway series, there we go. I'm like, damn it! I used to call all these shits the subway series, even if they didn't have subways involved. Because <laughs> like, yo, you playing in the same city or the same state? Oh, fucking subway series, yo. You know, I mean, we got the Chicago White Sox playing against the Chicago of whatever the Chicago of the Chicago team is. Chicago Cubs. I'm like, yo, that's a that's a subway series. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm retorted like that. That's how I piece it together. I, I get two and two in my heads. So we're gonna. It's ultimately we're gonna wish New York Mets organization a speedy and healthy recovery because even though they're missing games and that, and that's unfortunate. The most unfortunate part about this here is that they have players that are that are, that are, that are contract are positive uh, that are coming up positive and contracting the COVID virus, coronavirus, and not for nothing, it is because. They keep saying that that baseball can use a bubble like basketball. And that brings us to our new segment. And this new segment is called That One Time at Basketball Camp. Well, we're going go back to me again. What is it called? That One Time at Basketball Camp. And now one time in basketball camp, folks, we have what they like to call the NBA bubble. But we just call it what it really is, folks. It is that one time in basketball camp. The one time in basketball camp when LeBron James got a, got a trophy shoved up his ass. I don't care if he gets a trophy shoved up his ass because he didn't get it or he gets a trophy shoved up his ass because he, he got saved by Anthony Davis. Some way, some shape, some form, um, LeBron James is going to leave basketball camp with a trophy up his ass. I'm just saying. We have first of all, we oh man, let's let's can, can I get some music? I know I know we don't get a lot of music a lot of um too often, but can I get some music for this one? Can we got another little bit faster? I can't get another little bit faster than that. I likes that. I likes that. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so the first te- the first. First in the NBA, uh, like we like to call it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On the first stop on in basketball camp, we have the arts and crafts section 
of the He Can't Guard Me. The He Can't Guard Me Archer Crab section. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it is basically, it is basically, hold on, bring that down just for me one second. And that's all it comes down to, basically, is that this is the he can't guard me matchup. This is the he can't guard me station at basketball camp. And in the he can't guard me station in basketball camp, we have Jimmy Butler going up against going up against the Indiana Pacers, right? Or Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler going up against T.J. Warren and the Indiana Pacers. And what made this even sweeter, folks, if you haven't been paying attention yet, what not made this even sweeter wasn't the fact that there was a bunch of shit talking that take, that happened that took place before the, before before we even played a game, before we even played a playoff game, is the fact that, excuse me, T.J. Warren came out in the bubble balling. Straight looking like Jim Jones in the early bowling. You understand me? So then when we saw that it was going to be an opportunity for them to have a rematch and we get at least four more games of, yo, the, yo, the problem really is that he, I can guard him and he can't guard me. And that's, and, and that's what's really upsetting. Like, <laughs> but to see TJ Warren also answer that bell, right? Like he didn't shy away. Like he still made he is still maintained to be a decent offensive threat for his team. The only thing about it, Jimmy Butler happens to be a bigger offensive threat for his team. As the Indiana Pacers now are now go up 2-0 over the Indiana Pacers. Jimmy Butler in that last game played 38 minutes, came away with 18.7 rebounds and six assists. But once again, Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that it's not really what he does is, is what it's not really about what he does is what he doesn't do. And there's a lot about what he doesn't do that doesn't show up in the understanding. And he leads his team, even though he may not lead his team in scoring because Goran Dragic happened to do that, even though he didn't lead his team in scoring because I'm sorry, Duncan Robinson ended up doing that. But he puts himself up there in one of the top three contributors on his team. He doesn't lead his team in assists, but he ties the top assist individual in Goran Dragic. He doesn't lead his team in rebounds, but he pops in there as the second top, as, as the second biggest contributor with seven rebounds, only behind Jay Crowder. So Jimmy Butler, right, doesn't always lead his team, but he basically is the he is the leader of his team. He is you're, you're gonna find him you generally in the top three in points, assists, and rebounds for his team in any given night. And he is leading his team in this player because for as much as there was a bubble T.J. Warren, there's a playoff Jimmy Butler. And I take playoff Jimmy Butler over whatever T.J. Warren is pushing up out there. So to my boy, one more time, he got the... One more time.
each other and listen not for nothing like as, as we said that jimmy butler had about 18 points in 38 minutes tj warren his last game had 14 points in 38 minutes so tj Moore, like i said he didn't like he's when i say he's holding his own he's not far off of what the numbers that jimmy butler's put up only thing about it is that somebody's gonna have to stop somebody and jimmy butler is, make, is making it way more uncomfortable for TJ Warren to score, and TJ Warren is making it for Jimmy Butler to score, and then you add everything else that I, that entire um, Heat organization has uh, has around it. Uh, I'm Duncan Robinson, Mr. 305, Tyler Hero, um, Andre Iguodala. That's putting up only seven points in 28 minutes, but it's more about his presence or, or something else. I don't know what it is about Iguodala at this point in time. He's lucky that he's he's earning paydays. So that that is that is going to be the most interesting thing. But is what we is what we talked about. Indiana Pacers may be the higher seed because it's the four or five seed matchup. Indiana Pacers may be the may be the higher seed, but anytime the Indiana Pacers win, it feels like it's an upset. Versus when the when the Miami Heat wins, it feels like they're doing what they're supposed to do. Miami Heat is one of the scary good teams um, that that can that can possibly win a championship this year. And there's a bunch of them. To believe it or not, there's a bunch of believe it or not, and there's a bunch of that could come out of the East, obviously. And there's a bunch of teams that could win a championship this year. Anthony Davis and LeBron James isn't unbeatable as a duel. They can be beaten. And that's what makes this neutral site of basketball camp. I'm sorry. This neutral site on the, this one time at basketball camp. So exciting. So on our next stop of basketball camp, how much time do we have left? We got about six minutes. I, I spent way too much time in that segment, right? We could extend, we got possibly extend this out another seven minutes. I apologize, right? I, I sometimes I forget about I'm on a time machine and I'm alone. See, I, I'm, I'm using on a three hour show. I almost forgot what it is to do only a one hour show for you guys. So next up on our, that long time on basketball camp, we stop at what I like to call the swingers section of basketball camp. Why we call it the swingers sections? Because this is the section that has interchangeable partners. Yes, folks. So we are talking about the swinger section of this, of this, of this, of basketball camp, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. And I'm not going to lie, folks. I'm not going to lie. I expected this series to be a little bit more competitive than what it is, especially with the absence of Mr. Triple-Double Russell Westbrook. And callers, if you want to call up, the phone lines are open. I expected this. We're talking playoff basketball, by the way, right now. 
I expected this series to be a lot more competitive than what it was. And it goes to what I believed early that Chris Paul, Chris Paul really does a good job of making the playoffs, getting this team into the playoffs, and never ever being able to get over the hump in the playoffs, and then kind of leaving before it gets stuck to him that he's the reason that his team is not over the hump. Because if you're the best player on your team, then it's also your responsibility to help your to get your team to win. Like James Harden is is held responsible for his team winning. Giannis Antetokounmpo is held responsible for his team winning. Kyrie Irving at one point in time was held responsible for his team winning. Kimball Walker was held responsible for his team winning. Chris Paul always gets to gets to eliminate that stench. And, I, and I've said this before about him. It's just right before, and I do mean right before, right before he is supposed to, um, right before he starts to, he's supposed to get labeled or tagged as the reason or, or the problem for his team not being as successful as they can be. He goes to a new team. He washes it all off and away. And then he starts all over again. And he's done this now about three. He's done this now about three times or so. This, this last time was, was probably the time that I've said admiration, but this is what Chris Paul does. Like, and, and and maybe that's what it is. We 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 kind of we kind of fall in admiration with his teams when they're being when they're successful, and then they fall in the playoffs, and he doesn't get any of that. Chris Paul got some Teflon on him, and take it from a person that used to be called Teflon, like <laughs> like because of my demeanor and my attitude, like shit just don't stick to me. Shit don't bother me for shit. And I, I need I, sometimes listen. I need to start getting back into that space, but I couldn't because the shit that's bothering me now happens to be all about racism, sexism. Um, and, and minority rights you know, all together. So there goes that shit. <clears throat> but we're going to have to get something figured out. But the, the Houston Rockets um, leads this series 2-0. Russell Westbrook isn't playing. Chris Paul, his last game, I believe he only had, what, 14 points, I think it was? Um, come back. Let's pull this up real quick for me. Chris Paul had him having 14.6 rebounds and two assists. Shea Gilgris Alexander, 31 points, six rebounds, and two assists. And then and he had a couple of people in, in double digit points. Um, Dennis Schroeder and Daniel Gallinari. Houston Rockets damn near had all of their players outside of Ben McLemore in double digits. Also, everybody on Houston's team outside of Ben McLemore played over played over 15 minutes. Everybody else over Ben Mac not named Ben McLemore, played 25 minutes or more. I'm a, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yo, see, this is why it's always an issue when you're playing Van Gundy, when, you, when you're a Van Gundy team. They can do this all day. They can do this all day long, the Houston Rockets. Have seven players in double digits out of the eight players that started. Have eight players play 25 minutes or more. Daniel House, P.J. Tucker, Robert Covington, James Harden, Eric Gordon, Jeff Green, Austin Rivers. When they when they get when they get um Russell Westbrook back, they'll put Russell Westbrook in there. And remember, he's coming out from a quad or a hammy or whatever issue, right? 
19 points for Daniel House, 14 points for P.J. Tucker, 10 points for Robert Covington, 21 for James Harden, 15 for Gordon, 15 for Green, and 11 for Austin Rivers, only 6 for Ben McLemore. We see it very. We see it already that 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 D'Antoni is keeping a very very tight tight lineup. This is kind of what he does. He doesn't play. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have a lot of extended lineups. We're talking about only going about eight deep. So that's your starters and three bench guys, two bench guys sometimes. He's probably he may go nine deep, which is going to be a little bit better when, when the players when Russell Westbrook comes out there. But but this is how you see his teams, especially when you're a smaller team, how they can get worn down. That's a lot of minutes for for only eight eight people to be trying to share. That's a lot of minutes. Next, the next games in the playoffs that happened last night. We have a, we have what's probably going to call what I'm going to be calling considering the redemption games, and in the redemption games, right? In the first department in this redemption games is the stolen home court department, and that is where we have the Orlando Magic against the Milwaukee Bucks, and in this space, or in this stop, in this tent, <laughs> in the that one time at basketball camp. The Orlando Magic stole game one or took a one game one. The Milwaukee Bucks obviously needed to win game two. And they came out and they won game two in, in very, very, very convincing oh, fashion going up by 21 points in the first half they will end up they end up winning this game by 15 points 96 to 111 leading score for the bucks 20 um with 28 points Giannis Antetokounmpo wasn't leading scorer of the game but he was lead on um, that went to James Enos the third from from the magic on the other side of the ball who also added 10 rebounds in 32 minutes 28 points 20 rebounds for Giannis after the kumpo that is fully asserting yourself yes brooke lopez also added 20 points eric bloodsoe's bum ass added 13 i think eric, i think eric Bloods is a bum i don't understand how he still has a job pat covington Covington added 15 and dante David Jenko added 11 in 11 minutes, maximizing his time on the court. Back coming to didn't just have 15 points in, a, in his 24 minutes of play. He also added 11 rebounds to give himself a double double. But Giannis Hunter Google, 28 points, 20 rebounds, five assists. That is fully asserting yourself. That is fully asserting yourself and not coming out lackadaisical. And, and isn't, this, isn't this just Orlando's luck that for the second year in a row, they win the first game of their series. And then it looks like after game two that they're not going to win any other games after that. Now, they may have stolen home court away when, when Orlando played in the first half. And maybe they just caught Milwaukee kind of soon because Milwaukee hadn't been really playing any kind of significant, significant basketball. 
Orlando is already is already in Orlando in a, in a sense. So even though this is an Orlando arena, but this is kind of Orlando home court. But now that you see that Milwaukee may have gotten them really gotten them really gotten their wits about themselves and started to focus, it doesn't look like they're gonna be they're gonna be making the mistake of dropping any more games to Orlando. I see I see Milwaukee finishing this one in five. I see Oklahoma City. I'm gonna we gotta wait to game 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 three because see this bubble is something something weird for me, right? Because when does momentum shift, right? If if this is basically a tournament style game and everybody is constantly on a neutral side, that's constantly just trying to give their all. If you beat a team two teams two games in a row already, when really when does momentum shift for you? You're not traveling, you're not going back home. You know what I mean? Like you're not you're not gonna be feeding off your crowd. Like it's really just gonna come down to you and them. Maybe, maybe Houston in five. I really thought this game. I really thought this series was gonna be more competitive than this. Does the thought of having this is gonna be really interesting to see, right? The teams that went down 2-0. If now, when they're considered the home court team, if this changes how they play, that's gonna be the interesting thing here. So I'm not really worried about Milwaukee so much. I believe Milwaukee is going gonna, is gonna to continue to move on. But Milwaukee is only one of two teams in the, in the redemption games. Also in the redemption games, on the last stop, um, and the last stop at that one time on basketball camp. What was that? That one time on basketball camp. We also have the bosom buddies, and in the bosom buddies, folks. We have all we have longtime friends, Camelo Anthony and LeBron James playing basketball against each other. One seed if he can sniff a play, sniff any any kind of resemblance of NBA championship, and another guy hoping that he doesn't fall flat on his face again in the NBA championship. Because if LeBron James rolls over to the Portland to the Portland Trailblazers in the first round, I'm telling you right now, the the the, the phrase and the title "Generous King" is gonna live. Is gonna reign forever because it would have been the nicest thing he has ever done for one of his boys. My letter, Kamala Anthony, beat him in this first round. And to be honest with you, because where the LA Lakers came out came out in this last game, and I still have to find a way to watch it. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get that squared away all day today, right? Is where I am um, trying to watch last night's game again. And all I can tell you. Is that the Lakers cannot Portland can't afford to, for this to happen again? The Lakers, the Lakers were more sort of kind of like Milwaukee, as I talk about Milwaukee, right? <laughs> that the Lakers came out a lot more sort of. They took that game early. Some something similar to what to what Milwaukee did, where by the half, the LA Lakers were already up by 17 points that extended out to 30 points by the third quarter the la lakers were going to win this game 88 to 11. now the other thing camilla anthony would only have two points in 27 minutes everybody on this team was seem to struggle demon Lillard will, will, will struggle with his 18 points 
Um, CJ McCullough only had 13. We had Anthony Simmons with, with 11. The big man didn't get a chance to do anything. Nurkic only had nine points. We we saw Hassan Whiteside shooting 10 foot uh, 10 foot air balls. He only had six points and nine rebounds. Nobody had any double digit rebounds. Nobody had double digit assists. There was only three players that scored double digit points. They completely dominated that game and it's completely took him out of rhythm. And the worst 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 of them all is that Damian Lillard broke his finger. Completely dislocated his finger um on his non dislocated a finger on his index finger on his non-shooting hand. When he went to go strip for the um went to go reach for the ball from the back, um he missed the ball. But while Anthony Davis was running, um his heel kicked up and it kicked um and it ended up kicking Damian Lillard's finger and bam broke end up breaking his um dislocating his finger. So now you have an injury to Damian Lillard and after game one, where it actually looked like Portland had the formula to beat, had a formula to beat the Lakers, and I still believe that they do. It doesn't add to their odds the way the Lakers came out and, and demolished them. But like I said, Lakers were playing Lakers were playing like a little bit more desperate team. This can continue to still go back and forth. But Damian Lillard having an injury, and also LeBron James and the LA Lakers playing different kind of defense on him. More of like how the defense of how they played on Stephen Curry and, and, and Jeremy Lin. Stephen Curry, when he was with the Clippers and they kept on blitzing him and and, and, and where when and where they kept on trapping him and making things more difficult. To him. And almost the same thing when it applied to Jeremy Lin as well. That they just found a different way to to keep on um they found they found a way to finally make him uncomfortable and 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 take him out of rhythm and then it just never looked the same again. So if they found a similar way to do the Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard is now worried about um, every time he goes to his left hand or his his non shooting hand that there's a sting there or there's a slight hesitation or things just aren't as sharp as it were before. Yeah, that, that could be that could be a real turning point in this in this series. And I it has quickly turned me. From being very optimistic that the, that the Portland Trailblazers could have beaten LA to be like, this may just be a competitive six now. And that saddens me. And unfortunately, that's exactly what we're going to have to leave you to. We got to leave you guys with when it comes to this podcast. Um, is right there with, with the Portland Trailblazers and the LA Lakers tied up 1 1. And we're going to see what happens next. Uh, coming up pretty soon. I got some basketball games coming up in my uh, coming up on the air pretty soon. Um, we're gonna be seeing Toronto and Brooklyn, Boston and Phoenix, Utah and Denver, Dallas and the Clippers all play today. Um, Toronto and Brooklyn. We're gonna see. Um, Toronto's gonna see if they could go up three zero over Brooklyn. Boston's gonna see if they could go three up. Uh, go up three zero over Philly. Utah and Denver um, have a split. They're gonna try to see if um, um, who can come up on top there. And as is gonna see. If Mitchell Robinson and them boys have actually figured out um what what, what is needed to be done to do, to beat Utah and man the most interesting I'm I'm gonna say it here I'm gonna say it here I'm gonna say it loud I'm gonna say it proud the Dallas Mavericks are the most interesting team in this NBA Finals if let's see what happens with them and the Clippers and this is the Mighty Sports Podcast I am your host Alan Tomar Taylor I am, this is how we're gonna end our weekend. Uh, we're going to end our week. I will be back to join you guys again on Monday, prompt at 12.07 p.m. Let's remember what we say as we end here. Um, let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today.
day on the Rue Brooklyn Zoo. Oh, put the outro, B. What are you doing? Sports.